Mm. So this is the Brooklyn Breakdown Podcast. Um, I'm Lev. I'm here with uh, Cody and Anthony. Um, say hey, guys. Hey, hey. <laughs> What's uh, good? No. How we <laughs> um, hold on one second. And uh, anybody else in right now? What'd you say? Anybody else in pain right now? Uh, man, Spain without the S. Um, (laughs) pain, pain can't describe it, man. Um, honestly, it's just a regular season game, so it doesn't hurt as much as the playoffs. But it would have been nice to have. But I think it's safe to say one seed is out of the picture now. Don't you guys think? Completely out of the picture. Yeah. I think it's been out of the picture. I think it's. Yeah, it's gone. It's. It's been a chance. There's been a chance for it, but uh, I don't know. Um, and I play fall down the stretch with the Sixers schedule, and with the Sixers schedule, like their hardest game remaining is like Miami. Other than that, it's like Houston, a bunch of crappy teams, Orlando, and no chance. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, there we go. You guys want to jump into like takeaways with this like from this like week of Nets games? Uh yeah, let's go right ahead and do it. Um, who wants to go first? Hmm. Want me to start? Yeah, sure. Okay, so my biggest takeaway for this week is kind of a hot take. Maybe not so hot. He did have four threes last game, but there's a legitimate conversation that Joe Harris disappears in big games, and there's a track record of it now. And I'm not saying you need to do anything about it. But come playoff time, if he, like, makes a trend of this, I don't think he's an automatic to be a starter or, like, penciled in for 30, 35 minutes or whatever, like, that minute minutes, like, would insist of. Like, I'm okay with the closing lineup of the big three plus Jeff Green plus Blake. They have a three-point shooter out there. If Shaman has a hotter hand, it doesn't have to be Joe just because of how much he's making. You go with the hot hands and who's actually so – there's too many times in games where I feel like he's invisible. I love Joe Harris. He's my guy. But – I expect a little bit more. He, I feel like he took that next step a couple years ago, and I feel like I know there's a lot of stars right now, but it gets me really mad sometimes when that happens. What are you laughing at down there, Cody? I'd like to rebuttal with this. <laughs> so, Joe Harris, sure, he's not going to make any shot. He's a little bit undersized, of course. Next to Kyrie, um, especially if they're playing with like Shaman also on the floor. Harden? makes Joe Harris, personally. I think as soon as Hardy comes back, the ball is going to be in Joe Harris's hands less because you're going to have KD, Kyrie, and Harden with the ball. Yeah, um, we're going off his point, I guess. Well, I'll kind, of, I kind of know where he was going with that. I just feel like... I understand Like it's not like we should say get Joe Harris out of the rotation or play Joe Harris five minutes a game or Joe Harris is the next TLC. But I just think it's, he's not 100% a mainstay if he's not making shots because there's other guys in the court that can bring other types of skill sets that you might need more than just a shooter if you have three shooters in the court. And if you have a guy like Shamit who can do the very same thing sometimes, maybe not as like well-rounded offensively, but like can very well shoot almost at the same level when he is on. So are you saying that like Shamit should get more minutes than Joe Harris or should take away minutes from Joe Harris? Is that what you're trying to say? I think – I think you should just ride the hot hand. Because I, I feel like in some of our minds, like Joe Harris is an automatic pencil in. Like he needs to be starting 
no matter what the case is, or he's in the closing lineup, no matter what. And if he's not playing well, or he's not like kind of invisible out there, where he's not really like getting his open shots, because sometimes it's hard for him to get separation. Yeah, Harden helps with that. I think that there's a there's a world where Joe Harris doesn't need to be in a closing lineup if he's not making an impact on offense or in the game in general. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I feel like Joe Harris definitely always has a role on this team. Um, you never can have enough shooters on any team in the NBA, um, especially, I mean, and you say that having Kyrie, Harden, and KD should be, like, we have enough scoring out there. We don't really need Joe as much. I think he complements them even more to make it even easier for them to score because you can't double team off of Joe Harris and just leave him open but go and go and double team Harden, Kyrie, or KD. When you have Harris on the floor, it's just ultimate iso, iso ball. <laughs> Every possession up the floor. Or not exactly iso ball, but you know what I'm saying. You can't double team any of them if Joe Harris is out there on the floor. Um, yeah, sometimes he might fade away in like bigger games, but I think you always have to have in the back of your mind, okay, Joe Harris, where is he on the floor? Because I can't leave him wide open in the corner um, to go help on Kyrie Harden or KD. They do it sometimes because you don't have another choice. But ultimately, in the end, um, you, you can't get away with just leaving Joe Harris open for f- 10, 15 shots a night and think that you're going to win that game. But, Cody, you're back? Yeah, that's a- yeah <laughs> you're right. Back. My bad, sorry about that, guys. But um, I was saying, Anthony kind of filled in for me where I was going, but I think Harris is pretty much penciled into the closing lineup, personally. (laughs) I think it's an overreaction to say he's had a couple, I don't even say poor games, but not typical Joe Harris games, Mm -hmm. where it's, sure, it's happening happening against the Bucks, it's happening against Philly, but like I said, I think the main thing is, like I heard Leb saying, he compliments the big three so well where it's, you can't help off of him, so Harden's not going to get a one-on-one, Kyrie's going to get a one-on-one, Katie's going to get a one-on-one. Or if you play, I heard you say Shamit, he kind of does the same thing, but if you play like a Bruce Brown, like a better defensive player, you can help off of him and it hinders the offense. Yeah, I agree. I just think, hypothetically, if they are in a world with Joe Harris, let's say it's like one for five or one for six, he's not really getting open, he's not really like making an impact, and there's like a long team like the Bucks where they can kind of like, clog the three-point lane it's not crazy to close with jeff green and blake griffin yeah i get what you're saying but also um joe harris could be 0 for 25 for three i think his next shot's going in so that's what I'm about that. <laughs> yeah what's your what's your takeaway cody from this game all right so my biggest takeaway probably the last couple weeks actually but mainly this past week everyone's saying steve nash sucks terrible coach disagree <laughs> it's got blown up. I've seen it on the timeline. Just a lot of smoke. Everyone's saying James Harden, obviously, he's a huge loss. But I think the biggest loss that no one is mentioning is LaMarcus Aldridge leaving the Nets. I think it was a much bigger loss than anyone will realize. I think the Nets will get past it, for sure. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, they can't win now. But I think Aldridge is a huge loss, especially against the Bucks yesterday. Um... The Nets as a team shot 61% from the free throw line. Terrible. They missed 10 free throws, 16 to 26. DJ was 2 of 6, and Jeff Green was 2 of 6. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that's a lot of left points on the board. I think the Nets lost by what six points. You're not going to make every free throw, but that makes a huge difference, um, especially down the stretch. And when Aldridge was playing with the Nets, he was blocking shots, he was rebounding, he was playing good defense. He's another big body that you can throw at Giannis. I think he played better defense than DJ. I mean, that's not saying a whole lot, but <laughs> I could play um, better defense another... than DJ. <laughs> It's just another big body that you could throw. Yeah, and, uh, at, uh, Giannis and the spacing, bro. And the spacing, yeah. And he could finish around the paint. You could give him to the ball, the ball in the post. He actually shot 10 of 10 for the, from the free throw line with the Nets in his five games. So he wasn't shooting a lot, but he didn't miss. Mm-hmm. He was four or five from three, like you said, the spacing. Obviously, he's not an 80% three-point shooter, but if he's wide open, he's going to knock him down. So I think he's going to be a much bigger loss than anyone realized. He was kind of an add-on player at the buyout market, but I think it's going to hurt the Nets more than people will realize. Yeah, having your center like be able to just like space at the court like that. Like if you're playing in Philadelphia, like yeah, he might get bullied out by Embiid, but you have to bring Embiid out of the paint then, and that, like you have to respect his shot. Like that could be huge for guys like Kyrie or Harden that are trying to get to the rim, and Embiid's not sitting down there. Because now when you have a guy like DeAndre Jordan down there, it's like it's not it's non-threatening offense almost, unless it's like two feet from the rim. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of like it takes a, a whole element out of the Nets like playbook. I feel like like you said. Personally, I kind of feel like Lamarcus is going to be a big loss. He has been a big loss, um, but not as much because Lamarcus made such a big difference as it is because we have to play DJ. Like <laughs> it's not as much. LaMarcus is so good that it hurts to lose him as much as it is. Damn, DJ is so freaking bad that we're going to have to use him. Um, like, it's it's really... Uh, I can't... I've... I don't even know how to put into words how I feel about DeAndre Jordan. Um, I honestly, personally, feel like we shouldn't use him if we play the Bucks in a seven-game series. Like, I think that's a last resort, personally. We've been using him yeah. to guard Giannis um, in these for the whole season, really, and I I don't think I don't think it's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, but, what's your hot take? Like, take, your biggest takeaway? Sorry, my biggest takeaway. Um, all right, so I don't think it's that big of a takeaway. It's pretty obvious. Um, but I think that this past week has really shown that if he was never hurt, James Harden should have been far and away the MVP this season, without a question. Um, I think he deserves it possibly more than Embiid does this year, um, debatably. Like Even if they were both been playing games, um, this team is just completely different when Harden's on the floor versus when he's not. And... He's just picked it up in the middle of the season. Um, Not many practices. Um, Man, I can't say enough about James Harden. This whole offense is completely different when he's on the floor versus when he's not. Um, And I'm ready to say that, and I didn't want to ever say this, but I personally believe that James Harden is the best player on the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) Wow. I... (laughs) Piggyback off of that, as you were saying, like the Nets are twenty-seven and seven with Harden, nine and ten without him. A lot of the problems we're seeing now is the same problems we were seeing at the beginning of the year pre-Harden trade, where the offense gets stagnant 
it's a lot of like quote unquote hero ball. I feel like guys don't look as like comfortable as they did with with like Harden out there. Like I think Kyrie was thriving with that off ball role, mm-hmm. and now that he kind of had to revert back to like, playing point guard, especially with like our lack of depth, like right now at that position, it kind of is glaring that like he was the glue that held everything together. Yeah, and saying best, it's very close. Honestly, most important, it's that's not even a question. Honestly, I I, I don't even think it's a question anymore. Yeah, I think Harden is by far seen the most important. Like, it's a debate for who's best, talent wise. Like I get that. Like that's definitely like super close. I think I'd still lean to me in terms of pure talent, but in terms of like overall impact, definitely Harden. I agree. What do you think, Cody? Kevin <laughs> Durant. Cody looked like he was going to throw something when I said that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant's the best player on the planet. By default, Kevin Durant is the best player on the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, so if it's a Kyrie, Harden, if it's, it's Kyrie and Harden and Katie, you know what I'm trying to say, Katie and Kyrie and or Harden and Kyrie, which team goes farther in the playoffs? I'm sorry, can you say that again? Kyrie. You said Katie and Kyrie or Harden and Kyrie? Yeah, which combo with Kyrie, I guess? Because obviously, if they're to get Harden Durant's the easy answer. <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on the supporting cast, personally. Because um, if you just have a Kate or a Harden and Kyrie team, but like they don't have anybody to guard, like a Embiid or a Giannis or anything like that, uh, I don't, I don't know how they can win that. And then Kate, if you have yeah. KD and Kyrie. You mean with the current Nets roster, you're saying? Yeah, both with the Nets roster, obviously. Yeah, so I'm I'm saying Kyrie and KD. And it's it's I don't even think it's a question. Yeah, with the current Nets roster, I would go Kyrie and KD, because I, I agree with KD you. missing would be such a huge hole. But I, yeah, I I agree with Lev that Harden's the most important player, and that he orchestrates the entire offense. But as far as pure talent, and I would even say impact. It's KD. You think Impact too? Oof. Impact too. Ooh, that's where I, I differ. I just think he's such a he. He rebounds. He block shots. He what does Harden do? Through, he can go. He can go. <laughs> he can guard one through five. He can post up. He can get his own shot. He can create. He literally can do everything. Harden is still elite at very many aspects of the game. He's obviously a better passer, better playmaker, better creator. He can pretty much guard, I would say, one through four. I won't give him the five. No, he can't do the five. But But he's a bigger body for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, He's good in the the passing lanes. But I think overall impact, especially, I know he didn't look so well against Milwaukee. I think he was tired, but we'll get there. If you need a bucket at the end of the game, I'm giving the ball to KD. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think just they, they complement each other so well. We just, at the end of the day, it'd be nice to see all three of them out there together and kind of see how this offense can really take off. And I think when the harder dudes dropped, we didn't realize that like we did realize how bad it was. Well, I think the. The Harden going out can really alter this Nets season. Like, I think if they had Harden back when he was supposed to come back, I think the Nets are the one seed in the East, and they have a much easier path to get to the For sure. NBA Finals if they feel pleased because they'd go through like to the, the Knicks-Hawks winner plus their first rounder and kind of avoid, the like, avoid like obviously, like the getting the, the Bucks second round. So it could have a big impact in the Nets season. Imagine going Miami and going Bucks, then going Philly. That's a tough road. I'm not saying they can't do it, but it's tough. 
the world we live in. Imagine having a debate where you can say, "Would this team be better with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, or <laughs> without Kyrie without Kevin Harden Durant or without <laughs> James Harden?" Jesus. I mean, it's, it's great. We and then a couple years ago, we had Jared Jack as our point guard. <laughs> and yeah, right. I really would be Farrell Spencer Dinwiddie debates. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Spencer Dinwiddie, I kind of have conflicting reports. I'm kind of worried to see where you guys run this. Okay. I saw Dinwiddie posted something about how he's like the quickest return ever, and then Nash kind of dismisses it. I don't know which one came first, but he goes, "We haven't seen him since the turn of the year. He's not playing." So is Spencer still like a still? Is there still a chance for him, or is there not? Is that door closed? So Spencer posted on Instagram. Picture of him working out. I don't think he was doing strength training, basically, his knee. Um, and then I think it was later that same night, someone asked him at the interview or pregame, press conference, whatever, and Nash said, we haven't seen him, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he's going to play, truthfully, especially if he plans. So let me put it this way. If he plans on staying with the Nets longer term, I don't think they're going to put him in especially to jump right into a playoff intensity level game when you haven't played for that long. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, because I don't think the first or second round has any chance. I guess. I, I saw him completely with Golden State. Right. Yeah, I don't really expect to see him, but if you do see him, it's an added bonus, I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't expect yeah. to see him, personally. Um all year long, we've had Steve Nash with his ramp-up period, ramp-up period, ramp-up period. Nick Claxton just had a ramp-up period, not even from an injury, just from being in COVID protocols. Um, like, he just played... Imagine how long that would be for missing four months. Yeah, for a torn ACL, you think Steve Nash is going to let a dude come back in the same season? Jesus, dude. And even when Claxton came back last night, he only played five minutes. So, uh, that's another topic. Is Brooklyn Breakdown closing that door? Hmm? Or as Brooklyn Breakdown as a podcast, are we closing that door that Spencer did when he has a chance? I'm closing that door, personally. I think um, on another team, maybe, this team, Steve Nash's coach, I can't see it, especially in the playoffs. Um, I think we are too deep with guard depth when we're healthy, with Shamit, and um, like for a playoff run wise um with shamit um we have mike james if we really want to use him uh, i'm not saying he's better than dinwiddie by any stretch but um he'll be uh, in mid, he'll be in season form at the very least uh that's if we so have mike james too but tyler johnson i just gagged so yeah, speaking of that, um, it was interesting seeing the rotations. Like Mike James has kind of infuriated some fans over the last few days. He had some good runs, but I feel like a little not hero ball, but like a little bit like taking on the offense, where like in making things, forcing some stuff. Where do you guys stand on that, like rotation wise? Because Tyler Johnson also had a DNP the other day, or is he very little playing time? I don't really know what's going on there. I know Bruce Brown's minutes have been staggered too. So, like, where are we at the rotation right now? Is Nash trying to like test out playoff rotations? That's really the only answer. I, I have no idea what what's going through Nash's head sometimes. Um, like, like I said just a couple, like a minute ago, Claxton playing five minutes yesterday um, when we had no answer for Giannis. I'm not saying Claxton at all, at all is the answer for Giannis, um, but 
I am saying yeah. we could have at least tried. Um, what we were doing wasn't working. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, there's I have it there's so many cemented that Jordan, I have firmly cemented like DeAndre Jordan just like ten steps back from Giannis and Giannis draining every single open shot and just infuriating me. I'm like, he's gonna miss one soon. He's gonna miss one soon, and he just didn't miss one. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, it was very infuriating. I think. It's not an answer for Giannis. I guess this, this is a good question. Where do you guys see the best defensive option for Giannis if there is one on this roster? Um, so I think you pray he misses his threes and you let him shoot it. The only answer there is. I think. I think you put <laughs> Kevin Durant on Giannis. Okay? Because when we get to the playoffs, right, Kevin Durant's not going to be asked as much of a workload as in terms of he's not going to be asked to put up 20, 25 shots a game in the playoffs. When we have James Harden and Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant's not going to need, he, he Kyrie's going to get his shots up. James Harden's going to maybe get his shots up depending on if we get passive or aggressive Harden. Um, <laughs> and Kevin Durant's going to get his shots up as well, but not as many as the other two more than likely. Um, I know we've seen passive James Harden, but we'll see how that, like, what's going on with that when he comes back. Um, but I think Kevin Durant having these, uh, having Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the team as well, will really allow him to put out a lot more effort on the defensive end and focus on containing Giannis to at least let's keep him under 30, 35 in the playoffs. <laughs> That's all I'm really asking. Um, does he have to guard him on the three-point line? No, I, I agree with you, Cody. We could play off him if we need to, um, but I think Kevin Durant could give him hell. <laughs> forty uh, like for forty minutes a game in the playoffs, I think you put Kevin Durant out there and just play small ball. Other than that, and they're not going to be able to hang with us in terms of how much scoring we'll put out there. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think we could also like. It's like uncertain plays. If he gets hot or something like that, we can kind of take the Embiid approach. Let's say Durant's matchup with him. Yeah. Have Harden come for a double or closest defender come for a double. Just get the ball out of his hands exactly. and force like a P.J. Tucker or someone else to kind of beat you out there, like a different role player. Because I just think you can't let Giannis do what he did that first game because he literally took over that game. No. It kind of – that morale is down. It was – was... Sorry? Call me crazy, but I honestly think you can match him up with James Harden. You could, Harden you could. definitely could, and play a little bit of help from like Kevin Durant. Yeah, but Harden Durant combo is scary for defense. Yeah, like. it good. really is. Giannis, Giannis really didn't. I mean, he only, he scored thirty something out of the second game, but he shot eleven for thirty. So like, I uh, Giannis wasn't the problem in that game. Also, like Harden's big body when you post him up, like it might be harder for him to get around compared to like a skinnier guy like Durant. Like you could kind of like flip those looks and maybe like have Harden get him the post and Durant guard him like straight away, just to have like a longer arm on him to like yeah. make him uncomfortable. I'm just thinking you don't need to put DeAndre Jordan out there and like sacrifice oh. so much offense to have him out there guarding James Harden or guarding Giannis <laughs> when you could just put either James Harden on Giannis in the post. Or like switch and put Kevin Durant on him. Like, there's so many other options where we can have so much offensive firepower out there, and still be able to contain Giannis a little bit 
versus giving up a ton of points to Giannis and sacrificing offensive firepower. Do you guys want to just dive right into the last two games against the Bucks? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't see the Sunday game, so I don't know if you guys want to take your thoughts on that. Maybe spend more time on, like, the Monday game more recent, but... Um, I watched the, the whole Sunday game. I missed the Tuesday game, but Sunday, um, basically, I thought it, it, there was a lot of, like, obviously, like, intrigue coming into the game. Sunday ABC, it was, like, hyped up. Like, everyone wanted to see it. Um, I felt that it was, I thought the approach of leaving Giannis open at first was, like, going to work again. Because, like, the first game this year, it kind of did work. Like, kind of forced him into some bad shots and he wasn't yeah. making this time around, he just wasn't miss wasn't missing them, I and there was just nothing they could do about it. And yeah, Durant had like forty piece himself, but every net shot that like felt like it was a turning point was just an answer right away by Milwaukee. And PJ Tucker played a hell of a game on Durant, even though Durant dropped forty, it was not an easy forty. Yeah. Like, it was a physical forty. Like it was tough. You know who was there that first game that wasn't there the last two? James Harden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying. First just saying. No, Kyrie, right? What? Yeah, yeah first Kyrie game was without was Kyrie. Um, and we had Kevin Durant in that game, but yeah, yeah, that's my biggest thing. <laughs> um, so second, the second game, my thoughts on it. Game's close going into the fourth. The Nets might have been up. I can't remember. I know it was close going into the fourth quarter, and I thought the first game. I saw like the second quarter because I was at work. I was on a break, so like. Yeah, I know. I just saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. Man, I <laughs> so read that I wrong it. at first. I thought that said Wizards won. Oh, that got my hopes no. up. <laughs> uh. um, so, yeah, the Nets struggled in the second quarter when they didn't have Kyrie or KD on four. The game yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I thought Nash did a good job staggering those two, where it's like one of them was on the floor for pretty much the entire game until the fourth quarter, which was just weird to me. And then coming out of it, I think it was around the eight-minute, eight-and-a-half-minute mark, he put KD back in, but not Kyrie. Then around like the seven-and-a-half mark, he put them both in. By that point, the Bucks were already on run. He still had Mike James in the game. They were really small. They were getting killed on the boards. I actually wanted DJ to come back into the game, truthfully, <laughs> because I was just sick of them getting killed in the paint, getting killed on the boards. Obviously, Claxton. I was honestly surprised Claxton even played yesterday. So I wouldn't say I, everyone's beating Nash up for the rotations, but I was surprised that Claxton even played coming back from the whole ramp-up thing. But it was, it was the rebounds that killed me. The next shot well. They didn't turn the ball over. They had 13 turnovers, which isn't terrible. But pretty sure Milwaukee took... Yeah, Milwaukee took 14 more shots. You're going to lose a lot of games when your opponent takes 14 more shots. Yeah, They're that's... rebounded 39-55. to 55. Like, Milwaukee had 15... I think they had 16 offensive rebounds. No, 15 offensive rebounds. Like, you're just giving a good team so many extra chances. It's very, very hard to win that way. And they didn't have James Harden. Claxton very played. And the Nets still had a chance at the minute left down, like, four or five when KD missed those two threes back-to-back. <laughs> oh, man. Kind of same story for both these games. It felt like you were just describing the Sunday game. Like, late in the game, <laughs> KD was missing some late shots. And you can do about it. It's tough. 
I kind of felt like both minutes. the games were kind of like the same thing. Like it was just like watching the game, the first game on replay. When I was watching the second one, I was like, "Oh, there's Giannis again. He's going off." Okay, we're going down to the wire. It's it's close again. Okay, can we win it this time? No, we can't. Okay, great, awesome. No, we can't. I remember up like five or six years ago. I don't know if anybody saw this too on Twitter. I remember the Nets swept Miami. When we had like the Pierce team in the regular season, I remember Plum the other game when he blocked on LeBron in one of those games. I'm like, bro, if we play him in the playoffs, we we match up well. Hopefully, it's kind of like the same but reverse. Like they they beat us two one this year. It wasn't the same kind of thing, but I think come playoff time, this wasn't a full team. I'm not. I'm. I would have been more worried if Harden was playing these games if he looked like this. For sure, James Harden going back. That's a top five player in the league, and he's obviously the most important player, like we said, to this team at, at certain points. I'm not worried. James Harden's coming, hopefully. I'll be worried if he's hurt. Don't get me wrong. If he's hurt, yeah. this is like... I need to see him back, though. I haven't heard that any, like... He's close yet. I need to hear he's close this week. I'm, I'm hoping we hear he's close or, like, he's ready for rounds one or he's going to play... Or at like, least one he's of shooting games. around. Like, he's practicing or... Any ramp up. Any update. I know any I update. Ramp up. Anything. We're getting close to where, like, if I don't hear something soon, I'm going to get a little worried. Yeah. For sure. Depending who we draw first round too, because if we draw Miami or Austin, like I'm not saying like we would we wouldn't win those series, but like if we don't have Harden for those series, it's definitely gonna be hard fall and like it can go deep if that's the case. And you don't want to go deep round one when you might have to play the Bucks and the Sixers. I will say, um, relating to Harden's injury, um, it's nice that we have the play in this year that we don't have to play in. <laughs> I yeah little play on words right there um so it pushes the postseason back a couple days um gives harden a little bit more time to rest up um i think postseason starts the same day no matter what though right like even if like Like, may 22nd so we we're like two and a half weeks though wait is it three weeks i might be bugging no it's two and a half weeks yeah we're two and a half weeks out Oof. That sounds too soon. That sounds really way close, too guys. soon. Like, I, I was thinking that like, we got a month. We don't have a month. No. Like, oh, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm not worried at all. Really? I, I, I have no concerns. I mean, <laughs> even if Gordon misses a game or two in that first round, we'll sh- we should be okay. Um, depending on who we're playing, we should definitely be okay. Um, like, if we're playing against we the Hawks... Indian. We'll sweep them anyways. Um, <laughs> just a joke on Cody. Um, <laughs> but if I feel like if we're playing like a Heat team and Harden misses like two games, first two games of that series, that could be kind of rough. Um, we would definitely want to steal one of those first two games without Harden. Um, but yeah, I'm just rambling on now at this point <laughs> about how much well, I miss James. Um, change the gears a little bit, I guess. Um... You want to talk about, like, I guess we were talking about potential finals matchups. I know it's, like, kind of down the road, but would you, like, want, what will be the most intriguing to you or, like, rank them or something? Uh, sure. Um, I would say any of my intriguing finals matchups are going to involve the Nets, obviously, from the East. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I would, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but. I would say the Lakers. I mean, they haven't looked good lately at all. LeBron's out. 
true. You said you don't so, think it's going to happen, Cody? I do, I do not. You do not think it's going to happen. Make the finals. Who, who really do you think that. will make it then? Call me crazy, but I think the Clippers are going to make the finals. I think the Clippers are going to come out of the West. I wouldn't say you're crazy for that if you're saying the Lakers aren't going to make it. Um, I mean... <laughs> kind of cool to see Lakers only because... Like, not only... Because, that's not the only reason, but, like, if they finish, like, 6th or 7th, be, like, one of the lowest seeds ever to make it. I know the... I think... Was the Houston the one of the 6th seed, or is it the Knicks made it the 6th seed? I think the 6th seed, um, the lowest seeds ever win the... Yeah. Oh, man. I think an 8th seed is made. I think the Knicks made it as an 8th seed, I want to say. I don't think they made it. I think they made the Eastern Conference Finals as an 8th seed. I might be wrong. I know. I saw a stat. The reason a 6th seed's won the Finals, but a 5th seed never has. But of, like, the 60, 70-plus, like, championships, like, 50-plus of them have been 1 seeds, so... Couple like it's like ten two seeds, so kind of need the higher seeding. So like him saying the Lakers aren't going to make it, it's not a crazy take. Yeah, just with the roster. I mean, if LeBron's not healthy, I don't care. Anyone says Anthony Davis is not healthy. Andre Drummond just no. is a joke. I don't know what the hell happened to him. I don't know if he's yeah. ever really been all of that for I mean, real. I mean, he's put up numbers, but. Ones. He puts up the most empty th- like twenty twenties of all time. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But I mean, like you watch him, it's like he's getting he went to the worst time. college of all time too. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, UConn baby. <laughs> Represent my Huskies, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I just I know Lakers round one. Yeah, I feel it's a waste. It's a waste. I feel like we need to wait for that. I don't know. That might be kind of cool. Um, give us something like. Really cool to watch in the first round. Um, but, yeah. Because some first-round matchups just are like, ugh, like, do do I even really want to watch this? Like, if we get, like, let me look at the West right here. Like, if we get, like... like if the, San Antonio. Yeah, if San Antonio plays anybody. <laughs> that's, yeah. I don't know if I really want to watch San Antonio in a playoff series, but... Who's your favorite finals matchup, I guess? Mine would probably... My favorite would be the Suns in the finals. Not because I think they're going to make it. I just want to see them make it. Like Their story with getting CP3 this year, um, they've come so far since the like from where they were before the bubble to going undefeated in the bubble and not making the playoffs. And then this year, they could possibly make it deep run into the playoffs um and i just i i've always been a little bit like if i had to pick a western conference team to be my favorite team it'd probably be the suns um yeah it probably would oh oh no is he coming with the like suns jersey Uh (laughs) uh-oh if it's a steve nash suns jersey that'd be oh that'd be that's another point you get steve nash um coaching against the suns in the finals That'd be dope. Oh, snap. Who, what player is that? Hold up. Oh, Aiton? Okay. Aiton. Okay. I got a couple looks, honestly. I got a couple years ago when he was drafted. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. DeAndre Aiton jersey. I did not expect to see yeah. that. I was waiting for like a Steve Nash yeah, or something. I, 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 
They've always been my West team too. I liked like watching Nash and Stoudemire and Phoenix. I always like the seven seconds or less. Those Suns teams are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, there'd be a lot of revenge factors. Like yeah, like Nash, one, MDA, um, all that stuff. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. <laughs> Sean Marks, Amari Stoudemire. I thought we'd never see Amari. By the way, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know he's the guy. The game. He's not even like there like half the time. I, like, well, he doesn't. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I saw like a like. I saw like a video of him working out with like Andre Drummond and like Trevor Ariza, like you know the buyout market. And I was like, dude, what are you doing there? <laughs> like, we're on a West Coast road trip right now. Why are you in Miami when we've got all this stuff going on? And like, like we play in LA tonight, and you're out working out with Andre Drummond in Miami. Like, there, there's got to be some yeah, kind of tampering about this. That you're working out with players on the Cavs and a free agent and Trevor Jeez. Ariza, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm so random. Too, but if I had to rank the finals, I think the easy answer is Lakers. Um, would I want to face the Lakers in the finals? Um, I really, I feel like I do, just because the storyline's crazy, and I like, I've always like liked LeBron, so like I always, I, I think he's better than Michael, so I always wanted him to pass Michael. So I guess that's like not a win-win, but like I'd be really pissed. It's at least someone else had to win. But honestly, if I had to go, intrigue. I feel like best, like I feel like the best fight would be Clippers, just because it'd be like. I don't know, that one Clipper game at TNT like, kind of struck me like, yo, this would be a crazy matchup just because Paul George... I think that's more Kawhi, realistic like, than the Suns, like, for me. But, um, yeah. But can, you can continue on. Like, Kawhi, Paul George. Um, that yeah, just Rondo. Awesome. Like, I hate Patrick Beverly. He pissed me off when he hit Jeff Green this year. Like, I thought I was, like, uncalled for. <laughs> kind of want revenge on him, but... Um, yeah, I just feel like it'd be fun in terms of, like, pure basketball standpoint. So I love... Paul George and Kawhi have such, like, similar games. They're so pure and both... They have, like, a lead on both ends. I feel like going against LeBron and AD, I'll hear this bullshit, like, oh, AD's not 100%. LeBron he's not 100% the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. The team is a sixth seed. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. Like, it, I want want a good matchup, and I think that's the best on paper. I'd also rather yeah. see Kawhi beat LeBron in that um in the western conference first, or like first round i guess now <laughs> but um LeBron ever lost in the first rounds i don't think he has I, I feel like with cleveland he definitely had to have at some point like like his early in his career playoffs or at least i feel like he hasn't though because he always get like my, jordan always gets flat for getting first rounded and stuff like that right LeBron's won 21 straight first round playoff series. Jesus. That's crazy. I'm actually curious. Have you ever lost in the round one? I feel Wait, like I've never seen LeBron's in the round won 21 one. straight first round playoff series. Oh, 21 straight game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was about to say, there's no way that's true. <laughs> 40, he's 48 and 7 in, the, in rounds one. I don't know if he's ever lost. He has I have it up right now. 2006, he won 4-2, 4-0, 4-2, 4-0, 4-1, 4-1, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-
anything near what he was in the bubble. Oh man, that could have been dangerous. But yeah, hundred percent. Um, y'all want to do the upcoming schedule? Or do the top five players in the NBA first? Um, I think we should. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Cody? Let's do upcoming schedule, and then let's end with our top five. I like that. So, I mean, upcoming schedule, obviously, the Mavericks tomorrow. No Porzingis. No Porzingis, which I personally think is a huge loss. I guess people on Twitter said the Mavericks are better without Porzingis, which doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what I'm hearing. It's more of a meme. Yeah. (laughs) He's just the type of player that even if he's having a terrible year to drop 20 and 20 on the net, so I just want nothing to do with that. He did with last time. Uh, he had like 18 and 6, I believe. Oh, like, I mean, it was a yeah, blowout. last game it he played us, we didn't have like a player over like 6-7 or something like that playing, if I remember correctly. And we started Bruce Brown on him, and all he was doing was shooting threes the entire game. And like our tallest, or like our like tallest player on the court was like, I don't even remember who it was. But I remember because I had, um, like I placed a bet on FanDuel that night on Chris Tapps, like to go crazy or something like that. Cause I was like, dude, like he's got like a foot on anyone on our team and dude just kept shooting threes and missing. And I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? You're freaking seven, three, use your height. But that was like, yeah, a, that was... Hmm? Mavericks won 115 to 98. The big three play Raptors. The big three played what? The Raptors? Anybody in the big three play? Against the Mavericks? It was just Harden. It was just Harden. I think we lost that game like right before the All-Star break. Oh, boy. TLC started that game. Yeah, that game was rough. It was just Harden. (laughs) The bar that Jeff Green, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown, James Harden, TLC. Andre Roberson played 20 minutes. <laughs> now we had Roberson and what's his name? Shumper. Shumper <laughs> played five. Chioza played 15. Yeah, we need Tyler to pick Cook. up Shumpert again next year. Like, just every year, just pick him up for like 10 days. <laughs> Let him Tyler experience. Cook played, <laughs> Tyler Cook I feel bad because they hype him up. They're like, yo, like, Shumper was working out the whole pandemic to get this opportunity. <laughs> and, like, he was balling. Like, he wants to be in the championship contender. Then he's gone. Yeah. But yeah, who do we have next? Denver and the Bulls? Yeah, the, the Bulls scare me more than they should because they've been sucking ass lately. But like. Levine's coming back and it's COVID. So yeah, I know, of course. For, us for two games against us. Of course. They shouldn't scare me, but they do. Like, they almost scare me more than the Mavs do for some reason. Yeah, I can see that. What do you, what's your guys, what's your guys' record predict, prediction for this week? It's only three games this week. Well, they already had one game this week, so they played oh, yeah. more. But guess until we record next. I don't want to guess because I was right last week at one and three. So I guess no, guess three now. <laughs> I'm gonna go two and one. I think. Hold on, hold on. That's not my prediction yet. I need to look at something real quick. Go first, in my prediction then. That's your, the Brooklyn Nets. Are going undefeated. Three and That's, oh, three and oh. All right, three and oh. Dallas by ten. He destroy Denver. No, beat the Bulls by five. No, no. That's no, my no, prediction. No, no. I'm right. I'm circling back this and clipping it. That's all I'm saying. If I'm wrong. I'll, I'll deny saying it. Either. 
I could see. I feel like we're gonna go two and one, and we're gonna lose to Chicago. That's gonna be our one loss is losing to Chicago. <laughs> that's just that's just the way it goes. Lose this week. Wait. Hold on, how many games back are the? Oh, yeah. The Bulls. Yeah, game Bulls are on the end of. Way too far back. Okay. Bulls are on the end of a back-to-back with San Antonio. Just so we're aware. I mean. Uh, Nash has never done like the sit guys the first game thing besides like kind of phantoming Kyrie that one time, but I feel like he won't do that again. Yeah. I'm trying predicting two and one. I'm All going right. three. I'm going two. I'm positive. We and a loss to the Bulls. A Vucevic masterclass. <laughs> then they end the season after those three. We have San Antonio in a back-to-back. Face the Bulls again Saturday. How are these games still to be determined times for the, the, the last Bulls and Cavs game? I was looking at that. Why is there – I don't know. It was like a week and a half, a week away. <laughs> if you have one of the games, who's guessing? If I had to guess, the NBA is going to schedule where it's like if the Nets and the Bucks are like tied, they're going to put those games literally at the same time. Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, they're both Sundays, so they might be like matinees if like there's still seating implications, maybe. I think they're going to kind of try to schedule it. Well, like last but... year in the bubble, didn't they like cancel like a bunch of games like on like the last like the last game for some teams? Because they're like the game had no seating implications, I think they did that at the very uh, end of the bubble last we'll year. We'll do revenue though. Yeah, this year revenue fans. That's true. Though, so I doubt, like they, they won't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, three now, two and one, two and one. Let's hope the Nets can get like a little groove going. I don't like for any sport or any team I like. I don't like going into the playoffs and like a sour note. I just feel like there's something to like at least building a little bit of confidence. So hopefully the Nets can do that. I, I think mean, James Harden gives me a little bit of confidence, but <laughs> I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You want to like play relatively well. Like I don't want to go in losing three like right now. Like I just feel gross. Like a, a three game losing streak, I feel disgusting right now. Like I feel like I didn't shower. <laughs> I just don't like it, man. I hate, especially this season. Like knowing the one seed was this this close. If we just handled our business, people are bitching about the Sixers schedule right now, and I get it. It's annoying. But if we handled our business beginning of the season against these same bad teams, yeah, we would be in this position. We played right? the same kind of people. So, I mean, you can't really complain now. I mean, they handled their business earlier in the year. It's just how it is. Um, you guys want to go into the top five players? Sir. All right. Anybody want to kick that off? I want to go first. I want to Huh? I want you guys to go first. I can start. I don't mind. I feel like you have the hot take. So I actually got some heat for this on Monday. Yeah, Monday. Because I tweeted out, I mean, am I the only one who thinks Stephen Curry is not a top five player in the NBA? And, whew. But, so my top five, I actually tweeted it out Monday, so I'm just going to read it. I mean, I'm not ranking like one, two, three, four, five. I'm just saying my top oh, five. We're, doing it. we're not um, doing so it in order, or we are doing it in order? You're doing it more juicy. I thought we were doing it. You want to do it in order? All right, yeah, I'll do it in order. Mm -hmm. So I got got one, Kevin Durant. By the way, this is assuming that the players are healthy, obviously. Um, I got two, Giannis. No, sorry, that's not what I have. I have two LeBron. Okay, okay. One Kevin Durant, two two, two LeBron. 
Ron had top two. I was just I was looking at my tweet and it wasn't in order. All right, three. I'm going Joel and Bead. Four James Harden and five Giannis. Oof. Joel and Bead at three. Really? I just think jo- Joel and Bead. If, I mean, like I said, it's yeah. the fact that he's healthy. <laughs> If it wasn't factored in that he's always hurt, so like it's kind of hard to put him in there. But I think when he's healthy, he's just such a dominant force where he plays defense, he rebounds, he blocks shots, he scores in the post settings, he knocks down his free throws, he's even at his jump shot. Like He's a full player, he can do everything. I think if I was starting a team, he would be one of my... He might even, given his age, he might be the number one person I would start my team with just because he can dominate a game by himself. Especially how the... It has transitioned away from the traditional big. There's not a lot of teams that have someone who can guard him in the post. If any team has someone who can guard him in the post. So a quick question. If, so based on like this season, like yeah. based. Okay. I so, mean, yeah, based on this season, kind of like I mean, it's got to have some history factored into it, obviously. Yeah. But. Oof. Damn. Wanna go next, love? You want me to? I want you to go next because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to put Harden above KD. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'll go five to one for dramatic purposes. <laughs> five. Going Giannis. Four. Going Kawhi Leonard. Three. I'm going James Harden. Two. Going Kevin Durant. And one, I'm going Bron. I think LeBron's still the best player. I, 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 it pains me as a Nets fan, but I, I, it's LeBron, so it's not. And it's still LeBron. I know he's been hobbled this year, so it's like I know it's easy to say, but like, it's not like Durant's been much healthier. But like Durant obviously looks much sharper like when he's playing. But I still like shooting wise. There's no doubt Durant's the most like skilled. But just in terms of like getting it done, like proven track record, it's still LeBron. I know age is a factor here, but yeah, that's my list. I'm gonna throw Jokic in there, but because of this year, but not yet. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying, like I have him like that six seven with Curry. Yeah, he's right there. I but... lot, honestly, I don't know. I was thinking that, but I was like, nah. <sighs> okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna get so much heat. All right, five. We got Giannis. Four. I got Kevin Durant. Three. <laughs> Stop the madness. <laughs> Three, I have Kawhi Leonard. Two, I have James Harden. And one, I have LeBron James. That's my list. <laughs> I know and I'm going to get so much. Katie, Katie. One, two, and four. Huh? You have Katie, one, two, and four. Yeah, one, <laughs> two, and four. Oh, man. Oh, Harden is three. Huh? I had Harden at two. We all have here two, okay. So two, three, three. Four, didn't I? Pretty sure I had him at four. I think I had you had him at yeah, three. Yeah, he had Embiid at three. Yeah, I had Embiid at three. So we had two, three, four for Harden as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an interesting list, honestly. None of us had Curry, which is actually kind of wild. I feel like a lot of people unanimously have him there, and I'm with you on that. I feel like – I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, if – like. If you put anybody with, like, let's say Golden State, for example, like, with that same group, I think LeBron has that team as a top three seed. I think James Harden has him at least in the top four, top five. Absolutely. Same with Durant. Same with Giannis. I don't know. I, I, 
Yeah, I just feel like no Clay Thompson, yeah. But if Steph Curry is a top five player, you need to be able to make your team at least a top four seed, regardless of the talent around you. Obviously, there's exceptions, like if you're out for most of the season or if it's like the abysmal, abysmal roster. Mm-hmm. But that roster has Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre. Like, I know James Wiseman like has had a tough rookie year and Steve Kerr is trying to make every excuse in the book about it, but no. Like, at least like top six. Roster. Like, it doesn't even have to be like top four. Yeah, you probably yeah, you're should Russ. be up there, I mean, but ugh. you're Russ MVP got six seed. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Normal season, they're not even sniffing the playoffs. There's no like, yeah, excuse. If, with the I mean, obviously he was hurt for a large portion of last year, but even when he was playing, the Warriors weren't that good last year. There's no excuse for his team to have been the 15 seed, the worst team in the NBA. I know he missed a large portion of the year, but. If you have a top five player in the world playing on your team for a portion of the year, I mean, how many games did he even play? It wasn't many. Um, last year, yeah. Steph Curry. Wait. Second, I just want to, a quick question. Really quick. What do you guys think is the most disappointing team this season going into the year expectation-wise? I just thought of that really quickly because you reminded me of something. Um, off the top of your head. Well, I have the West standings right here. But... um. <laughs> For the people that didn't think Harden was getting traded, I think they're the most disappointing. And I guess you could still say that they're the most disappointing because um, you take into account the fact that um, you think even if they do trade Harden, you would have thought that they would have got back like Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. And that package, you think they're still good enough to at least be about a playoff team. I think, because they had John Wall going into the year. They had um, DeMarcus Cousins coming into the year, who people thought would be okay. They had Christian Wood, new acquisition coming into the year. That's a pretty decent roster, even without James Harden. Um, They were pretty bad. Um, The Warriors, a lot, even without Clay, a lot of people thought that they'd be better than what they are this year. Um, I personally wasn't really one of them, but... I know a lot of people that were. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? I'm a huge, a huge one. I'm going. I know they haven't played a lot together, but I'm going Minnesota. Like, there's no excuse why Minnesota is so bad. Minnesota should at least be flirting for the play-in. I just Them always New Orleans, kind of doubt Minnesota. Uh, I don't ever really get too, too high hopes about them. Um, they should though. There's Angel Russell. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and they have Anthony Edwards, who's having a good rookie season. They have some, like, not good role players, but, like, league average. Them in New Orleans, New Orleans is too talented not to be in the play in. They're better than San Antonio. They're better better than Memphis, I think, roster wise. Like, they're probably better than one of the teams I'm missing here. I guess Portland's better. They're definitely better than Memphis and San Antonio. Maybe the Warriors, like, considering the injuries. Mm hmm. In terms of they have Zion, who's like an all-star this year. Brandon Ingram was an all-star last year. They have Adams, like Bledsoe. They they had Redick, but like obviously some of those guys are having down years and fit and the coaching or in, like in the factor. Would that be a top ten seed? I don't know. I would say my most disappointing team is the Washington Wizards. Really? You I thought mean, they'd be good this year? Uh, bro, I thought they'd be a top four seed in the East this year before the season started. That's <laughs> That's how much respect I have for Westbrook, Beal, Hachimara. I mean, I know they lost Thomas Bryant. He got hurt. But, he, um, yeah, I I thought I 
before the season, I had an argument with my friends, actually, that Boston would not be a top-four seed, that Miami would not be a top-four seed. Right. Maybe. Um, maybe. We're not there yet, but that's what I said before the season. Um, but, yeah, I would say the Wizards. I mean, they've been balling lately, but I think they should be better. But before we finish, I just want to, I don't know if you guys saw, but back to our top five kind of thing. So Kendrick Perkins today gave his top five most terrifying players to go up against in the NBA right now. He had Kevin Durant as one, Steph Curry at two, Russell Westbrook at three, which is just wild, Nikola Jokic at four, and then Joel Embiid at five. In addition to that, Shaq named his top five current NBA players today on a podcast. He didn't go in order, but he has Steph Curry, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, and Dame Willard. Dame top five? I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, I thought both of their lists were... I wouldn't put Dame top five, obviously, and most terrifying players from Westbrook. I don't know about that. <laughs> who you guys got? Good who you guys got? Kyrie or Dame? Just straight up, Kyrie or Dame? That's very close. I was even a top five point guard rankings like to one of my friends of the day, and I had Steph like easy number one right now. Just like I know it's like we just talk, slander the shit out of him for a top five player, but point guard, point <laughs> yeah, one, point guard. I wise. had the easy forward had Russ at five, just because like numbers wise, two and three. I said Kyrie and Dame is the closest. Like that's the only thing I can debate right now. It's, it's super very close. close. It's super close. Um. I personally give a little bit of the edge to Dame, but I don't know. I agree. I, it's a Nets podcast. I'm sorry that we have to. I think that. Dame can do more. Less. Yeah, I mean, I think Dame's just better in terms of like carrying a team. Um, like you saw, you saw what he did in the playoffs last year. That was crazy. Like throughout the whole bubble, bubble MVP, Dame Dalla. He's he just always comes up when you need him. I mean, Kyrie does too, but I think. Dame can win you a series. I don't know if just Kyrie can. I'm not trying to be that guy. Against certain teams, he can. Against certain teams, but definitely not against, like... Wouldn't be confident. Hmm? Wouldn't be confident, honestly. No, not at all. But... Yeah. All right, I don't know where... Can you guys still still hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. All right, so 23... I just exited video. 23 minutes ago... Spencer Dinwiddie posted an Instagram video of him taking jump shots. Captioned, I wasn't put here to lie. The man splashed like 10 threes in a row from the wing. Why must he do this? We just closed the door. Oh, no. And like, they're deep threes. Like, it's just effortless. Oh, this is Him and Harden, the next like two weeks are going to drive me nuts. Plus the standings. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, man. He looks good, yo. I mean, he's just taking jump shots, but he looks good. Oh my god, bro! I wish we could have That's an great on news. This. I just that is great news um, <laughs> to end the podcast. Wow! <laughs> I guess let's just open. end it on a good note. We just need to end it on a good note right there with that. Um, any any note. live reactions on that though? Um, other than the fact that he might come back, do you guys think he'll come back now? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm pleading the fifth. I, I'm not gonna believe anything until I see it. If I see it, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm not expecting it. All right. I'm That's still thinking I'm he won't come back personally, um, but I'll leave it to that. All right. Well. Thank y'all. Huh? We thank everyone for tuning in. Yep, I guess. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, signing out. Peace out.
See you guys next week. Nets in four.